0: You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com, and don't forget to let them know that Locked On sent you. On today's episode, we're going all cornerback, all episode. Going to start off with a look at the corners that the Saints lost over the course of the offseason, as well as the new additions in the building. Then, we'll take a look at who they retained and project the 2021 cornerback lineup for the new orleans saints and we'll talk about in the final segment which new cornerback could be joining the fold we've got all of that on today's episode and as always i'm your host ross jackson at ross jackson nola on twitter co-managing editor over at canal sheet chronicles and your tuesday co-host over at the national locked on nfl podcast we got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of locked on saints your team every day All right, family, let's go ahead and get this started. So we're going to start off on today's episode as we go through the cornerback position, starting with the losses over the course of the offseason, as well as the new additions. So that's where we're going to start here on today's show. Uh, don't forget, of course, to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Turn on notifications as well. If you're listening on the podcast, if this is your first time listening, thank you so much for being here. If, this, if you're coming back, thank you so much for your continued support. Make sure you're subscribed or following depending upon wherever it is that you're listening. All right, let's get into it here. We'll start off with the losses for the New Orleans Saints. The biggest loss, and maybe even one of the biggest losses across the entire team, not just at the position, but across the team over the course of the offseason was the loss of Janoris Jenkins. He played 805 snaps last year on defense for the New Orleans Saints. That's 77%. Of defensive snaps during the regular season, had three interceptions, 12 passes defended, allowed only a 58.8% completion percentage when targeted, and uh, only three touchdowns allowed as well. He was the cornerback two that New Orleans Saints fans have been waiting for as they went through seasons of Ken Crawley and Eli Apple. Now, all of a sudden, you had Janoris Jenkins come in at the end of last year, or excuse me, at the end of the 2019 season, when they claimed him off of waivers, and then he stuck around for the 2020 season and had a great year opposite Marshawn Lattimore. Both players, Marshawn and Janoris Jenkins, missed some games. They both missed that Detroit game. You saw Marshawn miss a couple of other games as well, like uh, the the first Atlanta Falcons game, for instance. But regardless of who Janoris Jenkins was playing across from, he played extremely well last year. And he's probably the biggest loss that the Saints suffered on the defensive side for certain. On the team, he's arguable. So Janoris Jenkins now with the Tennessee Titans a longer with the New Orleans Saints. Another big loss for the Saints came at the cornerback position, but it affected them in a bit of a different way. It was Justin Hardy, who played 215 special team snaps, only 47%. Remember, he missed six games due to injury last year. Uh, And, and so he didn't play a ton of games. Again, 47% of special team snaps, actually really low. For Justin Hardy, but still had eight tackles on special teams, which led the team. Don't worry, though, right behind him with seven tackles was JT Gray, who the Saints did re-sign this offseason. The uh, New York Jets are the team that took Justin Hardy away from the New Orleans Saints, ended up signing over the course of the offseason. New York Jets, again, stealing Saints special teams defensive backs. They've done this several times over. Guys like Saquon Hampton, as well as, uh, uh, oh gosh, what was his name? Arthur Millette, who was like a hometown hero and everything as well. He ended up signing with the Jets, and then now you see Justin Hardy heading that way also. And then finally, the last loss for the Saints, not a huge loss. I mean, he was a guy that performed very well when he was available, but he was often injured. He was an often injured special teamer at best for the New Orleans Saints, and that was Johnson Batamosi, good speed, good special teams player, but just couldn't really stay on the field. For the Saints at all ended the season uh, and did not get a future or reserve future deal and invite back to uh, camp coming into this year. Now let's look at the additions. This is where we see three losses. We see three additions at the position. Paulson Adebo, six one, one hundred ninety eight pounds, third round selection. Saints traded up to grab him out of Stanford. Former wide receiver, a uh, bit of a ball hawk during his time at Stanford. Those two seasons that he really really balled out combined for eight interceptions as well as twenty seven. Passes defense over that time, but unfortunately hasn't played since November of 2019. Might need a little bit more time to develop before he's somebody that actually steps into a starting role. They're working him out not just on the outside, but they're also going to make sure that he gets some reps in the slot during training camp as well. Uh, next up, Bryce Thompson, undrafted free agent, 5'11, 190 pounds added out of Tennessee, the Volunteers. Uh, during his vol career, he had 102 tackles, two sacks, eight interceptions as well as 19 passes defense, so he was very productive at the cornerback position, played both inside and out, uh, and was a really good blitzer from the slot as well. Think Chauncey Gardner-Johnson against San Francisco, for instance. Uh, He did have some legal troubles during his time in uh, Knoxville, mostly based on threats, but not action and everything. He's somebody that plays with a mean streak on the field has gotten him into some trouble, unfortunately, off the field as well but we'll see how that all adjusts now that he's in the nfl and then finally lawrence woods five foot ten only 182 pounds a little bit undersized in terms of his weight but not by much uh truman state undrafted free agent if you don't know where truman state is it's located in chicago illinois Uh, lawrence was was a special teams ace one of the best coming out of the glvc he was special teams player of the year back in 2018 also won several special teams player of the week awards while there as well. As a returner, 50.7 yards per return his last season, which included 12 returns. And he also had four return touchdowns, all told. And then he was also the leading gunner that was actually game planned for. And oftentimes, even when he was double teamed by jammers, he would still find a way to be the first cornerback or the first gunner down to make a special teams play to either force a fair catch force her, uh, a returner to run out of bounds, or make a spectacular tackle at the catch point. So he is somebody to definitely watch. We'll talk more about him and some of the other corners that are going to be returning to the New Orleans Saints from last season as we continue on and work our way to projecting the depth chart for New Orleans Saints cornerbacks on today's episode of Locked on Saints. As we're talking about lineups, I want to remind you of the incredible lineup over at BuiltBar.com, the best tasting protein bars ever Made. And right now, in addition to their nine regular flavors that include flavors like coconut, coconut almond, mint brownie, uh, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, everything that's covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, is joined by a 10th additional flavor for a limited time, Grasshopper Cookie. This is Built Bar's version of a Thin Mint, all the flavor, but without the sugar. You're talking about 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 5 Grams of sugar, and that's true for just about all of these protein bars. Just about four, five, six grams of sugar, despite 17, 18 grams of protein, and 1,000 grams of the best tasting thing you've ever had when it comes to a built bar. So make sure you go and check them out over at BuiltBar.com. You can check out the rest of their products at Built.com as well. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked15, L-O-C-K-E-D15, to get 15% off at BuiltBar.com. huda nation continuing on with today's episode of locked on saints thank you once again for joining us whether it's your first time or your next time we appreciate you very much for being here talking through the cornerback position today we just talked about those that were uh that ended up signing elsewhere as well as those that were added to the roster over the course of the offseason now let's talk about the players that are returning so for the new orleans saints cornerback position you're seeing The return of one, two, three, four, five, six players. Six players, is that what I'm counting right? Yeah, six players that are coming back at the cornerback position. Let's call it like five and a half. I'll explain why in a moment. Marshawn Lattimore, though, of course, is your number one corner that's returning. He's your top corner. He's going to be your CB1. He might be dealing with a suspension early on in the season. We don't know yet, but we'll find out as we get closer and closer to Uh, I imagine the preseason, probably. Uh, 52.9% completion percentage allowed in 2020, his uh, second best over the last three years. He's performed extremely well, despite all the questions around consistency. Patrick Robinson started four games for the team last year, kind of referenced him in the last segment, Uh, ended up, starting a couple of different games because of injuries. The Lions game spent some time as a starter as well in the Falcons game. So you saw him quite a bit. 75.4 passer rating allowed when targeted in 2020. And in fact, over the last three seasons, that's the worst he's performed when out on the field, but hasn't been targeted very much, of course, over that time. I believe it was only uh, 32 times that he's been targeted over the last three seasons. However, Last year he did walk away with two interceptions, got the one in the end zone when he was matched up with TJ Hawkinson on the uh, in the end zone during the Detroit Lions game and then he got the game sealing interception against the San Francisco 49ers when he didn't bite on a double move and then worked his way into position and getting the inter- uh, the interception that allowed them to run the clock out for the end of the game there. So two interceptions over the course of the 2020 season in the end zone to help seal victories. Uh, speaking of interceptions to help seal victories, um, this contest was not really much of a contest. The Saints ended up winning it 33-7. to But Grant Haley, 5'9", 190 pounds, came in. He's had a couple of years in the NFL. Didn't get a ton of opportunities last year. Only played in one game, and that was in Week 17. Uh, he was targeted eight times. Ended up with one interception and one pass defense. And uh, I'll mention Ken Crawley here as well, who also had an interception in that week 17 Panthers game because everybody on the defense had an interception in that game. Uh, he only played one snap though. So he played one snap on defense all of 2000 or not all of 2020, but in that game at the end of 2020 and ended up getting an interception on that one snap. But he did play uh, 57 special team snaps in addition to the 11 defensive snaps that he played in 2020. And then we've got Keith Washington, who was an absolute stud during training camp. Rumor has it that things weren't going great for him, and he ended up stepping his game up when he really needed to. Uh, He ended up with about six interceptions, at least six interceptions, according to Nick Underhill, when it came to training camp last year, which, remember, was abbreviated. He had multiple interceptions on a couple of days as well. Just a phenomenal camp last year. Now he gets an opportunity to prove that that wasn't just him, you know, performing when it mattered most to his uh opportunity to stick around, but that he can also turn that into consistent play. He's got great size though, six foot one, 180 pounds. Wouldn't be surprised to see that up a little bit this year. We'll see when he actually reports to camp. And then the kind of and a half for me here, we talked about him with the safeties, but we should talk about him with the corners as well, is PJ Williams. And the only reason why I say that he's more like five and a half or fifth and a half as opposed to sixth on this list is because he plays so much at safety, but can also be utilized at corner. He's a defensive back. I mean, he's versatile. He carries everything. He's one roster spot to serve two spots, which is very important to the New Orleans Saints. 288 snaps last year at free safety, only 182 at cornerbacks over 100 more snaps at the safety position than at the corner position. So that's why I kind of consider him as a 0.5 when it comes to this. But he counts for an entire roster spot. So let's talk about the depth chart for the New Orleans Saints. Now, I have the New Orleans Saints keeping 10 defensive backs as a whole before getting into training camp. We'll see how training camp, of course, affects all of this. But I've got them keeping four safeties, six cornerbacks that's not outside the ordinary at all. Just as a review, the four safeties that I had them keeping were the same four safeties from last year. Marcus Williams, Malcolm Jenkins, CJ Gardner, Johnson, JT Gray. Very easy. Now, when we get to the cornerback spot though, you know uh, Marshawn Lattimore is an absolute lock. He's your cornerback number one. I think there's somebody that's going to make this roster that's not currently on the team. We'll talk about that in the next segment. And I think that you're rounding out the quarterback position with the next four, with Patrick Robinson, who, yes, is going to make this team again, Uh, Paul Sinadibo, PJ Williams, who kind of takes up that hybrid spot. And then I was kind of leaning towards Keith Washington. He was on the practice squad all season last year, but I'm kind of leaning towards Lawrence Woods because of his ability as a returner, as a special teamer, as a gunner, everything that he does. So I might leave that position a little bit open, but right now I'm leaning towards Lawrence Woods. I've been studying him a lot lately, talking to his coaches, things like that. So maybe I'm just a little, it's a little bit of recency bias, but Keith Washington was my guy in camp last year. So I'm hoping that he has a great camp this year and earns that spot. But as of right now, just in terms of looking at the ability to contribute all over, I'm going to put Lawrence Woods in for right now, but let's talk a little bit more about that Spot that I left open at the cornerback two position that's not currently on the team. Who could that be? We'll talk about that and much more as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. So New Orleans Saints may be looking to add more pieces to that cornerback position, and they've got $11.5, 11600000 million to do so. Now I'm looking to add some potential pieces to my vehicle, but I ain't got $11.5 million to spend. That's why I lean on my guys over at rockauto.com. Family business, taking care of you like nobody else will paying 30, 50, 70% of the price that you would pay at those chain stores around the corner that are going to make you wait for 20 minutes just to tell you that they need to order it, and then you got to drive to another store an hour away to pick it up. Don't go through all that. Check out rockauto.com for everything that you need pay 70, 50, sometimes even 30% of the price of what you're going to pay over at those chain stores, have it delivered directly to your door, and you could take care of it from your local garage, or if you know how to make the changes yourself, you can go ahead and take care of it all on your own. So go and check them out over at rockauto.com. Don't forget to tell them that Locked On you are writing Locked On, and the How'd You Hear About a section, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Get it, that Nation, wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints. Take a look at the cornerback position. So we talked about the proposed or let's say projected depth chart for the New Orleans Saints cornerback position in the last segment. Just as a refresher, Marshall Lattimore at cornerback one unsigned, right? Guy not currently on the roster at cornerback two. And then your backouts, Patrick Robinson, rookie Paulson, Adebo, undrafted free agent Lawrence Woods, who I think can make his way onto the roster at special teams. But I also leave that position open to Keith Washington as well. And then you've got PJ Williams, who is your you know, cornerback safety hybrid. One roster spot, filling two roles, very important for the New Orleans Saints. So let's talk about the second guy on the roster, or excuse me, the second guy that I talked about that's not on the roster yet. Who could that be? Now we've talked a bunch about who those players can be, right? We've mentioned all the names. Steven Nelson, Richard Sherman's been connected to the team. Uh Gary Conley's out there as a as a first-round select for 2017, performed pretty well when he got into Houston, all of that. Drake Kirkpatrick has actually visited with the team before, had very similar numbers and man coverage to Janoris Jenkins, who was fantastic for the Saints last year. But I don't know exactly where the Saints are going with this position because you have all of those free agents that are available, but then you also have the trade market that's open. And it seems to make sense, considering how much time the Saints are taking to address the position here, that they may be interested in somebody that's on another team. They're saving all this cap space. They have a lot of ammunition, right, with uh, an expected 9 Uh, draft picks out there that they can use for next season, that they could potentially trade to bring somebody in. There's a lot of opportunity for them to really utilize the mobility that they usually like to use when it comes to draft picks. And they're in a good position to do it this season. And you might need somebody that's better than a standard cornerback too, depending upon what the fate of Marshawn Lattimore is early on in the season in terms of a potential suspension that he may end up facing due to to an off-season arrest which we don't have enough information on to really know if that's going to happen or not. So when it comes down to all of this, it makes a lot of sense that the Saints are really taking their time and exploring all of their options. But if it's taking this long, they have to be exploring more options than just free agency. And I've talked a little bit about who the potential trade targets could be for the New Orleans Saints. We just had you know Mike debate. We had John Sigler on last week talking about the Saints trading with the New England Patriots for Nikhil Harry. But we've also talked about the possibility of a guy like JC Jackson, who's on a second round RFA tender, who they could potentially try to make an offer for and potentially even try to trade for if the RFA tender, if they're too late on that. But then there's also Stefan Gilmore, who's apparently reportedly dis- disgruntled with the team. And there's been some reports saying that he wants out. Highly doubt that the Patriots want to trade him. But what if the Patriots have no choice? You look at a guy like Zaven Howard, who's over with the uh, who's over with the Miami Dolphins? Could be the same situation, right? If he's disgruntled, if he's not happy in Miami, or if Miami's just looking to clear up some salary cap space, he's certainly a way to do it. And the Saints have salary cap space to take on a big salary and a big contract via a trade. They also have the draft capital to pull off the trade without kneecapping themselves before getting to next year's uh, before getting to next year's draft. I don't feel like if they trade a second round pick from next year, a third round pick from next year that they're really going to end up putting themselves in a position where they can't take advantage of the talent that the draft has to offer, they'll be fine. They should have the mobility to be able to trade around. They also have a compensatory third round pick coming from Terry Fontenot still. And then, of course, Trey Hendricks had signed a big contract with the Cincinnati Bengals. That should be a fourth round, could actually convey into a third round, depending upon what those numbers actually end up looking like by the time that we get to the end of the season for the actual compensatory pick chart. So, We'll have to see, but the Saints have the ammunition here to be able to hit the market, the trade market, if they decide that that's the way that they want to go. And of course, they can always just restructure a guy once they land here in New Orleans, or they could potentially extend them and then stretch that money out over the course of time, keep them around in New Orleans for a couple of seasons, and end up dropping their 2020 salary cap and just make everybody frustrated all over again. So there's a lot of ways the New Orleans Saints can go around making a trade at that spot work. Otherwise, it seems likely to me that a guy like Steven Nelson, maybe Garyon Conley would be a good option. Pretty cheap, both of them would be. Maybe Steven Nelson a little bit more expensive, but both of them affordable, let's say it that way. And You could probably sign them to multi-year deals because they're younger and you would feel pretty comfortable doing that. You might not feel as comfortable doing that with a guy like Richard Sherman who could potentially play his last season next year. We simply don't know. Like We have no idea. Now they've never been afraid of signing those veterans. They did it with Janoris Jenkins, right? So, and they brought Malcolm Jenkins back. They're not afraid of age in the secondary. Not afraid of experience in the secondary. But what if they're looking for more? What if they're looking for more than just a crutch to get through the 2020 season? And they're looking for something that could potentially help them beyond either, in addition to Marshall Lattimore, or if worse comes worse, in place of Marshall Lattimore. There are layers to the way that you have to look at this. It's not just about what happens next to Marshawn Lattimore in 2020. It's about what happens with the New Orleans Saints moving forward as they try to remain competitive despite anything going on at the quarterback position. So obviously a lot to continue to watch at that cornerback spot opposite Marshawn Lattimore here ahead of 2021 training camp. We are just three days away from the deadline for the New Orleans Saints to get the extension with Marcus Williams done that may be where all of their attention is right now. They may be waiting for something else to come up when it comes to that cornerback spot, though. So something to keep an eye out on, as always, as we continue on throughout five days a week, getting you ready for the New Orleans Saints 2021 season. It's been a pleasure, everybody. Thank you very much for being here. We'll be back with you tomorrow, Twitter Tuesday, and we get to some of our mailbag questions as well that I didn't get to today. So we'll get to all of that heading into tomorrow's episodes. Make sure you come back for that. And all five days throughout this week here at Locked On Saints. As always, I appreciate y'all for everything that you do. You can find me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them and trust you that nation. I'll holla at you.